0: You're listening to a Living Word Family Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about Living Word Family Church, make sure to check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Now, on to the show.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Living Word Podcast. I am Scott Miller, Senior Pastor of Living Word Family Church. With me in the studio today are Matt Kreider, Youth Pastor and Tech Guy Extraordinaire Roger Bensel. Soundman and uh paterfamilias of the Bensel clan.
2: Whoa, whoa, wait. And what? what was the second thing you called? Well, let me finish <laughs> in, okay.
1: introducing the uh, crew here and uh, his son, Zach Benzel, youth leader, multi instrumentalist, and all around good guy.
2: Okay. okay, so now we got to get back to Roger.
1: Paterfamilias, I... everybody. Paterfamilias. <laughs>
2: Okay. Go so, ahead. <laughs> yes. Oh, you
1: want a definition? <laughs> yes, please. Just, the, I mean, I
2: know what you're talking about. Father of the but... family,
1: head of the family. Oh, oh, there's okay. some sort of Latin root there. I kind of glommed that onto means... the term from uh, "Oh, brother, where art thou?" Oh. Okay. <clears> speaking That's of movie good. references. Speaking of segues.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, next that, episode, right? Yeah.
2: That movie cracks me up. Yeah. So hey, welcome. Glad to have everybody here. Glad you guys are tuning in, and listening. Um, had something. Kind of neat today had uh, my first uh, reference call called somebody up for reference, interviewing for a position on a ministry that I serve on the board in town, and congratulations. so congratulations thank you we 're interviewing for a uh, the executive director position mm-hmm. had a really cool interview with a gentleman the other day, and so we were just me and some of the other um, i should say some of the other board members and myself are calling the references that he'd put on his application and i 've never had to do that before. So it's been kind of interesting. So we kind of had a list that each of us was in call, or the reference we were assigned to call. We had a kind of a list of questions. Here's some things to ask, and just to get a good idea of character, you know. Uh, And so that was kind of neat. So have you guys ever, have you guys ever had reference calls or either references you had to call for somebody you're hiring, or? uh, And Roger, that might be a good question for you because I don't know if you do. Do you do some hiring in your position there at the U of I? Yeah, I've done a few. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how does that is that pretty intense? Yeah, pretty time-intensive, or or is that like, do you kind of get nervous calling references or anything like that, or is it kind of just pretty?
0: Uh, I don't know. In in positions that, uh, that I, we've usually done the interviews and then the person who's actually doing the hiring does the uh, checking of references, and I know that it happens, and I know that they do call and make sure that everything is up to speed and everything, but um, I think it's just a customary phone call and making sure that everything is... Uh, what is on their resume is correct.
2: Very cool. Pastor Scott, uh, how about you?
1: I have done some hiring in the past, but um, uh, not uh, not where I had to do a lot of phone calls. I, I, I was in charge of hiring the baggers at the grocery store I worked at in Tulsa. Ooh,
2: that's probably pretty deep and, background uh, checks. Yeah, for yeah, something if, like yeah
1: exactly. It's, it's usually pretty, you know, go through a stack, call five guys, they'd come in at once, you talk to them for five or ten minutes, and then make your pick, but... Never had to call any references.
2: Now, have you ever been called as a reference? I
1: have. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, uh, before I answer any specific questions you have, I have probably been asked 200 times, is it okay if I put you down as a reference? And I'm assuming they do. Uh, But I used to never actually get phone calls. That seems to be a much more common part of the process now. I think it used to be maybe, hey, we want the references in case we need them. Uh, but now they really check them. So I've I've gotten more phone calls in the last few years than I oh, have. Oh, so that's what I was yeah. going to ask. if yeah. you've gotten calls. I think yeah. I've been
2: put down as references tons of times. So a lot of our students in right. youth group. Right. That's it. Yeah. They're looking for first time jobs or whatever, and they need to put down references. So I'm, I get called right. all the time. Hey, get or Facebook messages or whatever. Hey, can I put you down for reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I've only once ever been called. I always just say, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been told. It. I've been told that you're not really. There's you're very limited on what you can ask. Yeah. When you're calling a reference, like, you huh. can't say, you know, hey, this person that put you down, is, that, is are they a dirt bag? Like, tell me uh, all of their dirt. You know, tell me well, all about yeah. them. Because you're fairly, I don't know if it's a legal thing or just a common, like, like a common courtesy.
1: Right. Well, they do seem to be pretty um, standard questions. How would you rate this person's dependability? How? You know, yeah. They're, they're yeah. pretty, they're not open-ended questions usually. Right,
2: right, for the most part. Now, the sheet that I had is a little bit more open because we're hiring for a, an executive director of a ministry, ministry. you know so and it's, it's not a huge ministry but there's a there's a moral That's component right. to it also because it's i mean it's not a it's not a secretary it's not a i mean the executive director's the, the head of the organization so they're going to be the right. face of the organization the the ministry and the community so they're going to be kind of somewhat the glue that kind of holds the staff together and kind of pushes you know, the ministry forward and uh, fundraising. I mean, just really, they're, they're kind of the umbrella over the entire ministry.
1: So, I mean, are you the one that has to call the references on this guy?
2: I, I just, I had one assigned. The board, gotcha. but there's like four or five of us on the committee to, to hire this person. Mm-hmm. And so, I was assigned one of the like three or four references that he put down. He said, oh, right. you know, Matt, can you give them a call and then we'll meet next week or whatever. So, I was able to get a hold of the reference today and had a good long chat with, with this person and so it was really kind of neat. I mean, it was a glowing yeah. reference. It was kind of cool. There weren't any kind of, well, I don't know if I'd hire that person. You know, it was right. really cool. So I got right. a pretty good, yeah, I, was, I think it was going to be neat. So yeah, cool. And hopefully the decision will be made before this podcast gets released. So, you know, not spill anything because I know lots Ooh. of people listen. So,
1: <laughs> so you know, I don't want
2: to. But Zach, how about you for your for jobs that you've been in? Or how has how the interview process gone for you? Is that like.
3: Mmm. I don't know. Just walk in? Just normal interview. Uh, yeah. Has anybody uh, ever hired you? Yeah, no. <laughs> no one's actually ever hired me. All my jobs I've snuck into. <laughs> no. um, Wait, how long have you worked here? <laughs> I, don't know. I When I first, I think my first job, when I worked at Forest Preserve, I was kind of nervous about my interview because it was like my first ever real interview ever. But after like what do you the,
2: mean first ever real interview? Like, What do you mean by that? Like, like your first job, or is that like what do you mean?
3: Like it was technically my first job because, um, before I had kind of worked with dad when he was doing his electric stuff, but oh, right. this is like my first job. I don't know, official. That's a, so that's like an adult, yeah. yeah.
0: And I didn't interview him. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I just told him, said so you're working. Time. Yeah, <laughs> I like, oh, and you're okay. not getting paid.
3: Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I've uh, I actually had to call sort of a reference the other day at work. I had there's uh, someone who wanted to transfer to our store from another store oh, yeah. in like Kansas, and so I had to call the store in Kansas and ask them, you know, is this person worth so they're transferring, transferring from Kansas here? Yeah, they're gotcha. moving from Kansas to Illinois, so they wanted to transfer because you can transfer from store to right, store, right? Right, so,
2: which I think is pretty commonplace for retail stuff. Yeah, they'll let you transfer from one place to another because they don't have to train you. It's right. like, why not? Right. You know, that's right.
1: Yeah, so. Well, let me ask you this. Maybe, Roger, maybe you could answer this one, too, if you uh, interviewed people. Has anybody ever just surprised you with how they uh, talked or presented themselves in an interview? Like, made you wonder, do you really want a job here or something like that? Oh, <laughs> oh so like, like they're,
3: they're not taking it thing. seriously or yeah.
2: something, maybe? Yes. Oh, that's a good <laughs> Yeah. It, <laughs> sure.
1: The people that, uh, the communities
0: I've owned, the people that have run the gamut of... Um, the ones that would, would turn in a resume, and by the way, resumes, uh resumes are great, but you can put anything you want on a resume. Right. That's right. You're right. writing something down and you can have anybody write it for you and make it as flowery or professional as you want it to be. Right. Resumes are good to a certain degree, but it's actually that face-to-face interview and it does um it does bring to light what that person truly is when they get there in front of you and they're asking questions that they have not heard before, right. and so they're having to answer those questions on the spot, and some of them that I've seen were horrible resumes, then when they get into an interview, are actually great, they're very fluent, you know, and they just speak well. Others that had really great resumes were horrible in an interview. Interesting. You'd wow. ask them a question, and uh-huh. they would just kind of stumble and stammer and that sort of thing, so it really takes that combination, I was going to make that comment earlier about the, the uh, calling of references. Because resumes, anybody can put anything they want to on a resume. The interview process, and then the calling of the references to get that little background history, are probably the most important things. Right. Right.
2: Right. Now, what did you? Have you done quite a few interviews and resumes, and like gone through that whole process quite a few times? I'm assuming. Yeah. Have you noticed any kind of um, correlation between the people that gave good interviews, the people that gave bad interviews? Like, is there some kind of like something that kind of ties those things together like maybe where they're from their background anything like that at all is it just kind of based just simply on the person maybe their personality maybe or what
0: I think it just seemed to be random it really didn't you know We the positions that I've been uh, on interviews on they've been all different you know all different races all different you know everything um, nothing unique about them Gotcha is what I'm trying to say right. and so uh, it just kind of, everybody has an opportunity and everybody seems to have the abilities and some do and some don't, you know.
2: Hmm. I, what, I guess I'm... Whatever comes down to preparation. You know what I'm saying? Preparation for the interview? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I've always, I don't know, I don't know if you guys had to do it in college when you were in college, but like when I was in college, I had to take a, I don't even remember what they called it. It was almost like a, I had to take a course on how to be a good college student, you know, oh, they gave yes. you all the basics that you'll need for college. Just, I don't even, like, you know, have the best way to write a paper, the best way to be prepared, this way, whatever, just real wow. basic stuff. But I also had a, a course on something similar, but more like for jobs and life and stuff like that it was very interesting. And one of the things that I heard is when you're going in an interview, um, always know everything you can about the company you're interviewing for so yeah. you yeah. can talk like you know their business already. You know what I'm saying? That's right. going to make you more appealing and obviously... And now this, I think, tends to lend itself more to personality. Some people are just more outgoing. Right. You know, but don't over-talk. Just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, you know, mm-hmm. answer questions fully, but don't go on and on and on. Um, but have, have any of you guys ever been in an interview that was, like, awkward or you were very nervous for or anything like that?
1: Mm. <clears throat> I haven't. I don't think so, no. uh, I, I was going to I ask that question. I was remembering being on the other side of it. No, the I mentioned interviewing these baggers, you know, for this grocery store. You know, we and, and it, I guess it's different. You're interviewing guys probably looking for a particular skill set. I'm interviewing guys who want to bag groceries. Right. Well, and I'm not saying that <laughs> just anybody can do it with no training. The basics are pretty simple. You know, hard heavy stuff goes on the bottom. Light fragile stuff goes on the top. So it's not necessarily the purpose of the interview really it was just to see is this somebody who can work with people because you are. This was this was the front end, this is the last impression the customers get. So you wanted people who were gonna be able to be friendly while right. they did this right. demanding job.
0: But that's a difficult concept for some people. It really yeah, is. It really is. And you want point. you want to try to bring
1: these things to the surface before you hire them. And
2: now I wonder how much more difficult that is today when you've got kids coming up that are I've noticed are less socially at it. Oh sure, because, because of, uh, of TV, internet and games, games and internet, things like that. that. No doubt about stuff. it. Yeah.
1: Well, one thing that jumped out at me, I think I had to hire three bangers one time, and so I called five guys and had them show up. The burgers and, and fries. And, uh, <laughs> and three of them, three of them came out. Oh, five guys, burger and fries. I did. Sorry to say this was long before that was how such a thing. Reference. And uh, I think two of these guys, three of these guys, I don't know, showed up and. Gym shorts, oh yeah, you know, like straight off the basketball court or something. You know, I mean, hair unkempt and everything. I'm like, all right, I know I'm not hiring you for a desk job an executive position, but I just, I looked at those guys. I said, you guys can leave because I, I, if I knew nothing about nothing else about them, I knew they didn't care about making an impression on me. Right. So, right. and I had again, I had a stack of applicants. Another guy showed up just like you know, khakis, white shirt. And I uh, ended up hiring him. Another guy, I kid you not, he was a goofy kid. I, I recognized him because he used to shop there. And he was just a little bit weird. Showed up in a suit and tie and a big old smile on his face. And I was like, we don't even need to talk. I'm going to hire this guy. How did he turn out? He turned out great. That's turned awesome. out great. I never had a happier, more hardworking employee. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't the smartest, wasn't the fastest. But, man, he always showed up. I always showed up with a smile on
3: his face. Awesome. And Very uh, cool. Yeah. I, yeah. th- I think I can top that. You can top um, that. I didn't interview this person, but I witnessed the interview. We, um, our store is considered a higher end retail store, so I mean, when people come in for interview, we expect like, like if they're guys, dress shirts, ties, girls like business casual, basically stuff like that. This guy walks in with pants, shirt, and like one of those like Gilligan's Island hats. I don't know what those are called. <laughs> They're all the same print. It's like dollar sign print, hat, pants, and shirt. You'd be
2: styling yeah. dollar sign print.
3: Yeah. He was walked he wearing, in like,
2: a big gold chain or anything.
3: No, he wasn't. <laughs> but he walked in. We were like, okay, what is this guy for? Right. And he comes up. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm here for an interview. <laughs> and and the manager, I think, who was interviewing him, he said over the walkie he instantly. He's like no he's not he can't be there's no way <laughs> it was so funny and then it makes the story even better he like because it was a group interview he was hiring the, or interviewing with a bunch of other people halfway through the interview he's like yeah I gotta go to my other job at McDonald's now and he just like gets up and leaves <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: call you. yeah well, he's <laughs> no. like
1: okay
2: don't call us we'll call you <laughs>
3: Well, this wasn't a
1: job interview, but along the same line, you know, when I was getting ready to take my first driver's test. Uh, I may have told you this story before, but uh, we were getting ready. You know, my sister and I are twins, and we were both going, we completed driver's ed, both excited about getting our driver's license. And my dad was excited about get, us getting our driver's license because the family was preparing to move back from Oklahoma, and we could share the driving chores. Um, and dad... Looked at me uh, on our way out the door and said, "You really need to put on something nicer." I had cut off jeans on. I had a tank top. My hair was down nearly to my shoulders. Cut I looked jeans, like a punk. Huh? Yeah, at least those were cool back then. Oh, like um, the
2: short cut-offs you hear about in country that's songs. Right, yeah, <laughs> pockets hanging out.
1: All, so, uh, like but Can't I was—I I looked like a punk. I looked like a slob. And I was a nice kid. And I was a smart kid. But I didn't look like a nice smart kid. I looked like a punk. Yeah. But was in my in my head? attitude, it was like. I'm just, come on, I'm just going to a driver's test. I'm not going to church. Scott, it'll make a difference depending on who your tester is. Like, ah, I've just, nope, I wouldn't do it. So we, I flunked, I flunked my driver's test. Now, Cheryl, my my sister, who's a great driver, I'm sure, she flunked parallel parking, she flunked parking against the curb, she flunked two or three other areas, and she passed her driver's test. But she was sweet, and she was dressed nice, and uh, I apparently sped. <laughs> and there's some crazy rule about a moving violation. You know, can't pass your driver's test if you commit a moving violation during the test. And I still don't know. I still kind of think looking well, back that maybe, maybe I went 26 and a 25. I think this guy was actually had decided once he sat down because this guy was a straight laced, you know, hard, hard, Hard nosed right. kind of guy, and I think he took one look at me and think you ain't leaving. Here.
2: <laughs> so what you? So what did you say to your dad when that was all said? Oh that, brother! I said, nah, right.
1: I told you. Oh, I said it didn't have nothing to do with that. I accidentally sped. Well, what would you speed
3: for? <laughs>
1: and looking back, I think he was one hundred percent right, and he was furious because the only way to get my driver's license now, before we moved back, right. was to drive clear over into Jenks. Another city to take oh, it. I really? couldn't take it there in Broken Arrow for another month, so we had to go in. Betty, I went there. I went there looking sharp. I but did, it, did it, it make a back. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I passed.
2: So. Well, then I guess it made a difference. I or it I'm assuming I you did speed, speed mean, again, I didn't right? Speed. What's <laughs> a, yeah.
0: What kind of controls are there on this? Uh,
2: <laughs> now, one of the um, when I was younger, looking for, uh, I was wanting to get into. You guys ever heard of AutoCAD? I'm mm-hmm. sure you have the yeah. uh, computer drafting. Mm-hmm. This is something I really enjoyed doing, took a class in it in high school even, because I was, you know, uh, in shop class, we went ahead, me and a, another guy were far ahead enough in our projects, where Mr. Canfield, as a matter oh, of fact, sure. he was one of my mm-hmm. shop teachers, um, said we were far enough ahead in our projects where we could work on some extra stuff, and so we chose to do AutoCAD, which I loved, because I was a computer, still am, com- kind of a computer geek anyway, so doing stuff on the computer that involved geometry and doing all this stuff, it was just really cool. Anyway... So I moved on and did some more of that at Parkland, when I went to Parkland, and I went to interview at a job um, for a company that installed, like, commercial fire sprinkler systems. And they had a position opening for a CAD drafter who would draft these sprinkler systems and setups and stuff like that on building plans. I'm like, you know, I think I could do that, because I was, I mean, straight A's in all my CAD classes at Parkland. Like, I just had an affinity for it. And so I went and interviewed that, and that was probably the most, like, uh, stressful, interview that I ever been no, on because really? I'm a very personable person but there was literally like three or four of the owners of this company oh, wow. staring me down each bombing questions you know wow. and up up until then you know I'd only interviewed for smaller jobs and this was more of a, I wouldn't call it a career job but this is a little bit more of a, a career path kind of job you know from what I at the time right. wanted to do. Hmm. And uh, and so this is a little bit more of a serious interview than I'd ever sat in on before. You know, before it was like, you want to wash dishes at the restaurant? Yeah, go for it. You know, you've got right. hands, and right. as long as you can get here on time. <laughs> um, and so it was, gosh, it was intense. And I never ended up getting the job, and, and it was for the better. I mean, it was turned out to be a good thing I didn't. But um, but that was man, that was intense. So they're asking like Roger, like you were saying, asking questions that you may or may not be prepared for. You know mm-hmm. how. You can't be a hundred percent prepared for every question you may get in an interview, right. but man, that was that was intense. That was kind of crazy. So, but that was probably one of the worst interviews. I would say my interview for the church was the best. Hey, Matt, you're a pretty cool guy. You want the job? <laughs> yep. Yeah. In retrospect, we probably should have
1: gone into
3: a little more detail. Yeah, you probably, should you have you asked him if he's seen some a wonderful references when I worked when I worked for Steve over at Sharon Nursery the interview for that was in the fellowship hall of the church oh really he was just basically like uh-huh. yeah basically like basically same thing yeah you want to work doing landscaping I was like sure nice yeah.
2: wait does it pay money my dad doesn't pay me
3: he <laughs> <laughs> did pay him Give <laughs> him a little bit paid him in
1: <laughs> Twinkies and oatmeal rounds paid paid you got a bed to sleep in right you got a roof <laughs> over your head right? <laughs> yeah
2: now, that's a little different. I mean, Steve's known you since you were Martin Martin, little. I mean, <laughs> so he has a good idea of your character. Well, he's probably just thrilled to be hiring a known quantity for a change. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that, I mean, Someone landscaping and construction, and some, those are some pretty rough industries for hiring because you don't, yeah. you know, it's not like you're getting... College-educated people that are looking to upward mobility—that you're looking at somebody who's just wanting a paycheck, right. and for yeah. the most part—and I have some experience in that, so yeah. I can say that for, yeah. for certainty, yeah. for the vast majority of people, for those types of oh, positions. Oh, Steve has talked about some guys he's so, hired that they work
1: until the first paycheck and then it's see ya. Yep, yep. <sighs> Which
2: just—I just—I I, it is next to impossible for me to wrap my mind around that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the most go-getter in the entire world. I tend to be a little bit of a procrastinator. But I work hard. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I just can't wrap my mind around somebody who is just no. bumming one job to the next, living paycheck to paycheck right. without any real outlook for their lives. You know, right. I just can't wrap my mind around that. And I don't know if that's just if that's personality or if that's because that's all they are raised to know. I have no idea. I'm sure there's multiple factors that go into that. But yeah. that just, gosh, that just astounds me. Because I've, yeah. you know, without going into too much detail, you know, we've got some family members that work in that industry and just yeah. the stories that I hear oh, about I'll people bet. are absolutely crazy. I'm like, bet. they what? <laughs> you know, somebody will work there, work at a place for a week and they'll come in and ask the boss for money. <laughs> it's like, seriously? Like, I don't, Wow. like, what makes you think you, I don't understand that, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, it's just kind of, kind of crazy. But, so, hmm. Something else I wanted to completely switching topics here. Segway. Um, Yeah. Wait. Well, it's not even really a segue. It's just a flat change of topic. (laughs) You tell. Um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about Summer Scream. We're starting to make preparations for Summer Scream Scream. coming up here pretty quick. And uh, for our listeners who have never heard of that before, that's a a summer youth camp that our our students um, go to every summer. Yeah, uh, it's here in Illinois. It's a few hours away from St. Joe. Summer Screen. Summer <laughs> <stream>. <laughs> I, knew. I was trying to hold back. I was like, Oh, as, ab- as opposed to the fall summer idea. camp. I
3: did
1: that for sixteen. Winter Screen. Wait, it's in the. That's why they call it Summer Screen. <laughs> so why do they call it Summer Sausage? I buy that year round and eat it
3: during the fast. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's dear right. sausage. Thank you, Brian. Do
1: you, do
0: you scream when you eat summer sausage? <laughs>
3: summer scream sausage. The, there yeah, you, there no you go. Marketing ploy. Perfect. Oh, there we go. Um, so, yeah, what about it? Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I'm just going to bring up. I'm just, I'm just stoked about it. Summer scream is one of my favorite weeks you know. of the year. Um, it's concerning youth ministry anyway. It's just a blast. Love doing it, and I know... All of you, actually, all of us sitting here at this table have been involved in it to some extent. Zach's been there. Um, you, you went as a camper a few years, right?
3: I think I went as a camper twice. Twice, okay. And but then, then you've been a like counselor. A counselor a once. So. Once,
2: okay. And then Pastor Scott, you were involved deeply with Summer Scream for years I and was. years and years. Like what, 20 years almost? Uh, 16 years. <laughs> I 16 went once years.
1: as a counselor, and the, for the following 15 years, I was assistant director.
2: Because yeah. you are a popular guy. Wow. That's so right. nobody has seen Rockstar Status until they've seen Pastor Scott at Summer wow. Until yeah. the year after you officially retired from being that. And then after that, it's like, Pastor Scott, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> right. It's so funny how like you were like <laughs> a legend those 15 years. Yeah. And then that last year, everybody's like, man, it's never going to be the same without Pastor Scott. And then next year, we showed a video with you or something. And probably half the kids in the building are like, who <laughs> is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's Right. <laughs> I was like all stoked, man! This video is going to be great. I'm just, I'm, I'm a people watcher, so I'm watching people's reactions. You know how how the campers is going to react Mm -hmm. to this, and like half of them are like, uh, and I'm like, that's Pastor Scott. I could have told you every
3: year
1: when we asked for a show, (laughs) how many of you is this your first year at camp? Yeah, so it would be all those good chunk. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's
0: that's constantly changing audience. No, you're right, right, but we still have a
2: lot of kids that are there every year. You know, it's just funny. And then are you and then Roger, you volunteered. Yeah. and then Roger, you volunteered. I uh, was in kitchen help. Yeah, kitchen that's help, fun, which
1: is good good. Which oh, fun. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a fun crap.
2: Yeah. Very cool. So lots of
1: opportunities.
0: Yeah, Worked we my way up from scraping dishes to the last day, I think I was actually able to turn pancakes. Nice. Wow. Wow. See wow. And now that's
2: in one week, you know what? Yeah. In one week, that's pretty impressive. That's I would call gone. that a meteoric rise, actually. Yeah. in yeah. the uh
3: that needs to go on your health. resume. <laughs> <a good> <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> Pancake flipper. Pancake flipper. That's summer scream. Summer camp. <laughs> 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 but no, we've actually got we've got quite a
2: few new students in our youth group this year. Yeah. And I am just super stoked because I have that's a feeling I would not be the least bit surprised if we took twenty plus kids to wow, camp this year wow, seriously. Cool. Which Zach, I need to talk to you about to see if you're able to get that schedule. Okay. What's your schedule for the summer? So. But anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super stoked about that. So now I just got to try to figure out how we're gonna transport. A number like that. We've got a trailer a for all luggage and stuff, which is perfect. That's going to work out fine. We could probably fit, you know, thirty student campers worth of luggage in that trailer, so that's not an issue. But it's just driving the actual bodies over to camp. So I say, you,
3: you know, put what? the
1: bodies in the trailer. Uh,
2: but depends if we have extra room, we can <laughs> I say
3: we just like rent one of those nice tour buses. You know what? Uh, I think
2: we just need to flat out buy a charter, a not a charter bus, not a tra- uh, chauffeur, one of those like. Shuttle buses, like shuttle a shuttle bus, bus. Same, yeah. you know, yeah, something yeah. that's a little bit nicer. Something we can put some, you know, some decal on and make it's it look great. really cool for the church. I think that would be we really, paint really cool. It purple. So, if there's any uh, anybody happens to be listening to our podcast, that's able to donate a sizable amount of money, <laughs> or a bus, or a or, or just a bus, bus yeah. right?
1: And build us a garage for it. Right? Yeah. <clears> you
2: know what? I've got ideas for that anyway. I've talked to Ken about yeah. That That'll, that would not be hard at all to attach something like that to the garage out sure. back because you see how it slopes down anyway. Hey, get your faith out there, man. There's no hey. time to argue about it. No, we're not arguing <laughs> I mean, about it. I'm simply you. telling you I think it would be easy to do. But no, I man, I put my faith out there for all kinds of projects. have <laughs> <laughs> got some in the works. Praise the
1: Lord. That's sure. right. Be it you according to your faith. No, we'll get them there. We'll get them there. I'm excited too. At Summer Scream was a highlight of my my years. Uh, going twice
3: a year for Oh, I know. That's years. I've oh, only done
2: that I've only done that once. And that was uh that was pretty crazy.
3: It gets you could do that draining, Do that, sure. that this year. Do I'm sure Ashley appreciate yeah. that. Go down two weeks, two weeks to camp of camp and then, camp and then, then a week in camp. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That would be not good at all. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you might come back and some of your stuff Speaking might about. be
1: Matt <laughs> <laughs> would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so yeah, so now I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm pretty excited about taking some new students to camp that yeah. are Yeah, Toby,
1: uh, Childs. Hey! Also going with you, so that's confirmed. That is confirmed. Awesome. Yes.
2: Perfect. Um, so how? Toby Childs
1: is the son. I don't think he's ever been here with uh, I don't with think his so mom and dad. For uh, <clears throat> uh, unfamiliar listeners, Neil and Danette Childs are missionaries to Niger in West Africa. They've visited our church there last two times in the states. They'll visit us again this year. Uh, what time? Last when year are they, they visiting us? Uh, it's around. It's June. June eight. Well, June eighteenth. That's the day we leave for camp, right? So yes, they will minister yes. that morning. And uh, they brought their daughter Tanika with them last year. They'll bring yep. their youngest son Toby this year, and he will, after church, just leave with our youth group and go to camp. That is That's awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm very excited about so, that. Yeah.
2: Um, so, and speaking of Neil and Danette Childs, so they'll be in in June. And how long have they been? You know a lot about them. You've, you've I've been over there, been there for a while. I want
1: to say 20 years, 21 years, somewhere right around there.
2: Now you've, and you went there. Yeah, that's I did. where you guys did your missionships when you were at Farmer City, yeah. so right? Yeah. I think okay.
1: uh, 2011, late 2011, we went over there. Uh, Very spent cool. New Year's Day, I think, in Africa. Oh, yeah. really? In the air or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's cool. Crazy. It was an amazing, amazing trip. I wouldn't do it again just because of the flight time. but. Uh, what was the flight time? What was the flight time? Oh, it was nine hours to Paris, I think, and then another seven or 8 down to Niamey, huh. in, uh, in Niger and boy oh boy he was too big a guy to do that man I was so cramped and sore so you didn't fly first class but, uh, he did not fly first class now if I could man because uh, on the way back in Paris I, I spent 40 extra bucks just to get that front seat of coach just to get like an extra six inches of room for my knees oh really and because of that I could see into first class whenever they opened that curtain oh my goodness you know, really kicking back they got a place to put their feet while they recline and,
2: that would be very nice uh, you know
1: they brought us a little pizza I, as we're flying you know to Chicago those guys in first class got all the pizzas they wanted <laughs> what did you get I got one I got one little pizza yeah Warm was it decent? It
2: was good. I don't yeah. know that I've ever actually had food on a flight. I've only flown a couple of times, and they're always pretty short flights. Oh, so well. Like never experienced seeing just flight a meal, snack, and pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean on the shorter ones? Yeah, yeah. That's all we've got. Yeah. Like they'll give you a little soda, yeah. and they don't even give you the whole can. They pour it in a cup. I know. Like, come on, can you just give me the can? Come on.
1: I know. <laughs> so no, so no. The time over there, time on the ground was great. It was that's amazing. awesome.
2: Yeah, so I kind of so I love when Neil and Dinette come and speak. I love hearing the stories they talk about because they are Neil is so like just like energetic and flamboyant yeah. about their their the ministry that God's got them doing. And after yeah. it's just so like when they leave it, like you're like, take me with you. I just mm-hmm. want to, yeah. I want to, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to be involved with what you're involved in. And I, sometimes I get in the habit of my schedule here at home and just being super busy and taking care of the family and then, you know, coming to the office and getting work done and stuff. you just kind of this day in and day out kind of grind for the most part that you, I think the opportunities that we get, and I probably get a few more just being in youth ministry, being in the ministry as a, as an occupation as well. Right. Um, I probably get more than like an average person would, but I feel like, you know, some of those opportunities that we get to really see that huge impact for the kingdom, are few and far between. Sometimes, you know, unless we have a huge move of the Spirit or something like that at the church, <laughs> where right. we can actually see God moving in people's lives and come down to the altar, or getting saved or what have you, you know, or you know, or if maybe we do some kind of service activity where we pray with people or something like right. that um, and witness to people. But I just feel like sometimes we get so busy on our daily lives, in and out the yeah. like grind, that it's that those really the moves of God are almost few and far between. It's almost like you know, gotta look for them to recognize them but when, they, when you hear neil and danette come or other missionaries we've had in for that matter not just neil and danette um they come in and they they speak with such passion and like they're just i mean like you hear all these stories just like oh yeah. my gosh like i just want to go there and i just want to be like immersed in that kind yes. of front lines what god is doing
1: and and yeah. that's exactly why we have them in you know we want everybody yes. to feel yeah. that way and at the same time most people realize that even though you know, in the heat of the moment, as it were, as, as Neil and Danette are describing these things, sharing right. what they've seen, what they've been privileged to be a part of, uh, in, in that moment we feel like, wow, you, you offer me a slot and I'll, I'll be there next week. Right. Most of us realize we can't pay for no, right. that. But right. it does rekindle the fire of, of, of that connection that we've got with them. Yeah, supporting and them. And supporting them. Yeah. That's it. You yes. know, It reminds people this is why we're hooked exactly up. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, which is awesome. So. But yeah, so I'm excited to see them come in and, and uh, to hear from them again. It's always a good time. Yeah. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Yep. Uh, Pastor Scott, Zach, Roger, thank you for, uh, for being here today. And we thank you guys all out there for listening, and then we'll see you next time.